Hey, thank you so much for joining us for the Zoe Church podcast. We are excited for today's message. Before we jump in, if you haven't already subscribed or liked this, subscribe now and uh, tune in every single week to our weekly messages. Today, we are excited to have a special guest, Pastor Dan Leanne with us. Lean in as we talk today about joy. Check this out. Well, hey, how you doing? We haven't met before, okay? My name is Dan Leanne, and I was born and raised in Melbourne, Australia. That's the reason my voice is this way. Um, my, my mother and father are Malaysian Chinese. Yeah, that, that's the reason my face is this way. Uh, but six years ago, my family and I moved to Anderson, South Carolina, where I get to serve as a teaching pastor. So I am a Southerner now. That's the reason I have type 2 diabetes. I drive a truck. Uh, I yawl a lot. And uh, as a part of my role there, I also get to travel around this blue rock God made talking about Jesus. Now, on my business card, it literally says Gospel Ninja. Uh, I know that Pastor Chad calls Nate the Gospel Ninja, but way before Nate, there was Dan. So I'm Gospel Ninja 1.0, and uh, it's a real joy to be able to come and serve the Zoe family uh, this weekend. I love your pastors so much. Uh, pastors Chad and Julia, two of my oldest friends, and to see what God has done in them and through them and how much they continue to love people and serve people and honor Jesus, uh, it is an inspiration. So you all are led so well. How about we put our hands together? Come on, for the leadership, and the people who serve us so well here at Zoe Church. Uh, I'm not going to hold you up too long because I've got... Uh, a clock up there that's running really, really quick, and there is a trap door up here that'll open as soon as that thing hits zero, and I got told that if I stick to time in this service, I'm getting taken out for some free sushi, and I'm about free sushi, you know what I'm saying? Like, inflation is real, and if anyone's going to pick up the check, I'm all about it, you know what I'm saying? I'm treating myself. I'm not going like kind of table water. I'm getting fancy sparkling water today because it's on Chad. Amen. In my few minutes with you, I just want to bring a word that God stirred in my heart specifically for you at about 5 a.m. today. Now, I was up at about 5, not because I'm holy or righteous. It's just that I'm Eastern Standard Time. And I was like up and, and I was praying. I want to have a specific encouragement for someone here today. Because how many know that God's an encourager? He loves you. He doesn't love you in response to your loveliness. He loves you because that's who he is. If you could cut God, he would bleed love and he can't help but pour out love to his people. And he wants to encourage you. He wants to help you. He wants to put oxygen into your souls. He wants to put a dream in your heart. He wants to give vision to your eyes. He wants to give direction to your feet. So you got to understand, we ain't just getting together playing church. This ain't about kind of some Jesus karaoke, a priestly pep talk, a hug and a high five on the way out. No, we are here to hear from God. We're here to get encouragement. We're here to get help from the one who is the helper. And so I asked the Holy Spirit for a word, and I felt the Holy Spirit say this, that today, Zoe, in the 11.30 gathering, God wants to restore your joy. That's what today's about, the restoration of your joy. He wants to bring back a lightness to your soul that's been missing. He wants to bring back a bounce to your step. He wants to return confidence that's been lost, a positivity that has been worn down. He wants to turn up your laughter again. 
in your homes, in your workplaces, in your schools, in your services, laughter turned up again. He wants to trade with you a robe of heaviness, and he wants you to walk away today with a new garment of praise. God is restoring your joy. Turn to your neighbor and let them know God wants to restore your joy. Turn to your other neighbor and say, hey, second choice. He wants to restore your joy as well. Let me pray and we'll jump into this really quick and simple message that comes from the heart of God straight to you. Lord Jesus, we love you. Help us restore our joy. Amen. Amen. Joy is a hard word to define. You can go to the dictionary If you want to really get deep, you can study out the original Hebrew word or Greek word in the Bible. But the reality is, joy as a concept is really hard to exhaustively explain. You can can try to unpackage the the idea or the concept of joy, but it's hard to really get to the, the ends of what joy really is. But everyone in this room knows joy when they see it. You know joy when you feel it. Unfortunately, there are way too many people who know what it's like to have had joy and to have lost it. That inner strength, that inner confidence, that inner lightness, that inner gladness, that feeling like your soul is smiling. There are way too many people in the world today, even in the room right now, who know what it's like to have had joy and to be losing it. It's leaking. You can point to a time in your journey where you had more joy than you have right now. And it's so important that we're real about our joy because God designed you in such a way to run off joy. That's the reason the Bible says in the book of Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I've got joy, I can just deal with my days. When I've got joy, I can just handle all the problems that are presented in a 24-hour period. When I've got joy, I can climb that mountain. When I've got joy, I can get through that meeting. When I've got joy, I can deal with that disappointment. When I have joy, I can just do life. But without joy, isn't life difficult? It's hard to get out of bed in the morning. That nine to five just drags on and on and on. It's like every day is like pushing a heavy wheelbarrow with a flat tire up a steep hill. That's what life is like without joy. You fight so much quicker. You lose your temper so much faster. Everyone be getting on your nerves when you don't have joy. Why? Because God made you in such a way to have an abundant supply of inner strength, gladness, confidence, and lightness that helps you power through your days towards your destiny. And here's the challenge. All of us are knit together by this common thread. Over the last three years, we as a humanity have burnt through our joy supplies at an unprecedented rate. If you're sitting here right now feeling like you have less joy in July 23 than you had in February 2020, you are not alone because all of us have burnt through our joy supplies. You can feel it in the earth. Come on, you can feel it in your workplace. You can see it in the traffic. (laughs) You experience it when you're flying through LAX. Come on, the world is lacking joy right now. So it's so important that we have an honest conversation about how we're going with our joy. Are you riding high? Are you running low? Have you been at better 
points in your life where you've had more are you basically on your last couple of days supply? How are you going with your joy? Because if you're running low, you're not alone. The division in society, the fracture in friendships, the craziness in the earth, doesn't it feel like as soon as the world has got as crazy as it's going to get, what does the world go ahead and do? Say, hold my beer, watch this. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of, it feels like the world is just shifting and, and cracking. And in amongst all of that, the, the fear in the earth, the uncertainty in society, the disappointments we've all tasted, the bitter pills of rejection we all know, the times we've let ourselves down and let people down and the shame that we carry. All of us walk around day by day, specifically in this season of life. A lot of people running low on joy. So how are you going with your joy? You're running high, you're running low. Have you had more before at different times in your journey? How is your joy restored? Like seriously, ask that question. How are you going with your joy? If you had like a, like a fuel gauge on your heart, like indicating the joy that you had, what would it read? Remember back in the day when we used to, we always used to like drive vehicles that used to burn fossil fuels and there was like, a, like, there was like a, a fuel gauge with an F for full and an E for empty and a light next to it that goes off when you're running really low. Just out of curiosity, what do you do when that light goes off? Do you do what my wife does as a smart, insightful, intelligent, wise human being and see that as an indicator to find a gas station and pull over? Or do you do what I do? See it as the beginning of the game. You know, how many more miles can we squeeze out of this thing? You know what I'm saying? The computer's telling me 50 miles. I'm not going to be spoken to by a computer. There's at least 150 miles in this thing. If I drive this thing just right, feather the accelerator going up hills, take my foot off the accelerator going down hills, this might go on forever. How is your fuel gauge right now? How is your joy tank right now? And if it's running low, how is it restored? If you're running low right now, I've got some good news for you. My God and my King and my friend Jesus, who died on a cross, was buried in a tomb, but rose again and lives today and is with us right now by the power of the Holy Spirit, is in the business of restoring joy. That's the reason in Psalm 51, King David could so confidently exclaim to heaven, hey God, I'm running low on joy. Would you restore to me the joy of my salvation? My God is in the business of restoring joy. So that's what's happening today. You didn't just come along to Zoe Church and make the 1130 gathering. No, this is a Jesus ambush. And he said a gospel ninja with a cool accent to let you know that starting in this moment, you can walk away and walk forward with more and more joy in a strength, in a lightness, in a gladness, in a confidence. It's like your soul is smiling. So here's the question, okay, how? Okay, big guy who obviously does a lot of upper body work in the gym, but not as much on his lower body, how? How was my joy restored? Well, I want to point towards the scriptures. The inerrant, ancient, but timeless word of God that gives us a pathway forward. It's a light unto our feet. And I want to land on three concepts that the Bible presents as spaces where you can see your inner strength, lightness, confidence, and joy restored. If you have notebooks and pens, you can pull them out right now and scribble some things down. 
An old mentor of mine used to tell me that a blunt pencil is more effective than a sharp mind in remembering the things that God whispers to you about. I'm not telling you to take notes because you need notes to get into heaven. I'm just saying, why take a chance? You know what I'm saying? I kind of get to the end. There's like an open book quiz and I'm messing around. That's not true at all. But scribble this down. iPhones and iPads, you can open them up. Thank the Lord Jesus for Steve Jobs as you do so because that's a wonderful piece of technology you have right there. If you have one of those like Google devices, one of those Android devices, you can put it away. I've got nothing for you from this point on in the message. Because you mess up our group text with your green bubble energy. You know what I'm saying? We're all hanging out and like we're together on the same page. It's blue and it's cooling. It feels free. You know what I'm saying? And then there's one person who got a deal at a Verizon in the valley on a Samsung phone, you know what I'm saying? And you mess the whole deal, I'm messing around. If you have one of those devices, you can scribble this down too. This is how our joy, no, no. This is how my joy has been restored. Point number one, you get your joy restored in the presence of Jesus. Okay, if you walk away with nothing else, I hope and pray that you walk away with this. That if you need more joy, joy is found in Jesus. Come on, smile. That's good news. Because, because Jesus, Jesus brings joy wherever he is, and you can have as much of Jesus as you want. If you make time for him, he'll take it. If you create space for him, he'll fill it. More Jesus, more joy. That's the reason the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 5, famously, for the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. The fallout from fellowship with Jesus is more joy, more strength, more peace, more confidence, more ability to power through your days comes from hanging out with Jesus and you can have as much of Jesus as you want. Smile, that's really good news. That means the joy in your journey isn't dictated or determined by your personality. Some people think I have to have a joyous kind of personality, a naturally light kind of personality, a naturally confident kind of personality to be a joyous person. No, joy isn't a personality, joy is a person. That's Jesus and you can have as much of him as you want. Seriously, there are so many people who don't live joy-filled lives because you think you're negative people. I was just brought up this way and I'm just like a down kind of individual and my mother and father were always grumbling about things and even my blood type is negative and I'm out here and my face is just like this. Don't judge me. This is what my face is like. I was born with RBF. You know what RBF is? A resting bitter face and, and this is the way I am. And the reality is we all have different personalities and some of us are more naturally serious than others. Some of us are more naturally analytical and some of us are more naturally quiet or introverted, but that doesn't determine how much Jesus and joy, come on, you can have in your journey. You can have as much of him as you want and the more Jesus, you get more joy. That's the reason you'll be feeling what you're feeling when you're worshiping Jesus. Yeah, have you noticed you're in a dim lit room, your hands are lifted, you're singing, some of you sound great, some of you not so much, but for all of us, we feel more lightness in our spirit. Why? Because you're experiencing his presence and more of his presence brings more joy. 
And here's the good news. You don't have to limit your worship of King Jesus, your experience of his presence to an 11.30 gathering on a Sunday morning. You can get him anytime you want. More Jesus, more joy. Smile. This is good news. That means that the joy in your journey isn't dictated or determined by your circumstances. That's the difference between happiness and joy. See, happiness is that high feeling you get when things go your way. And it's cool. I'm down for happy. I hope things go your way. But the problem is, if you tie your soul to happiness, then you're in for a rough and rocky, up and down roller coaster ride indeed. Because sometimes things go your way, sometimes they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like money stuff going good, happy, happy, happy. Got no money, sad, sad, sad. Work stuff going great, happy, happy, happy. Work stuff not going good, sad, sad, sad. Hey, now we're in that audition, happy, happy, happy. Man, I haven't heard the phone ring for a while, sad, sad, sad. Man, the Lakers are playing great, happy, happy, happy. Lakers do what they do, sad, sad, sad. And I kind of, you have up, how great is America? You can have a random Asian guy show up in your country, in your city, making fun of your basketball team, and it's my right. It's up and it's down and it's down and it's up. Why? Because it's outside in. Joy is different. Joy is inside out. Joy is connected to the Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And even though the world is consistently changing, Jesus doesn't. Money stuff good, money stuff bad. Jesus didn't change. He's my provider. I've got joy. You know what I'm saying? Work stuff going great, work stuff going bad. It doesn't make a difference. I work for the king of the universe. I've got Jesus. I've got joy. Hey, career stuff going great. Career stuff kind of like hit a bit of a halt. No, no. Jesus holds my life in his hands. I've got Jesus. I've got joy. No matter what is swirling around in this world that's trying to rob you of your peace, God still holds the world in his hands and you can have joy. Happiness is outside in. Joy is inside out. So stop trying to fake your joy. Stop trying to force your joy. You can only fruit your joy. So enjoy more of Him. That's the reason for me, I will not do anything in this day until I start to enjoy His presence. I'm not a religious kind of person, but I take time every single morning to just sit with Him and to know that even though I slept through the night, He didn't sleep through the night. He watched over me. And the one who is promising to be with me is with me. As I sit there at the beginning of the day and I open up the word, and I start to read the Bible, it's not like a bunch of rules, guys. It's like a love letter. And God reads your mail and sends you insight into how to do every single day. And I feel him. That's the reason I turn on worship music in the morning. It's not because it's calming and it's cool and it kind of gets me in my feels. No, no, no. It's because it's declaring truth. There are so much bad news that swirls around. The, I want good news to resonate in my household. That's the reason I come to church. I love church. I love it. And you should love it too because you're a good-looking bunch of people, like a very aesthetically pleasing group of people. I'm just going to go out on a record. Like if you had like some kind of scale of like kind of good lookingness, like kind of LA sitting pretty much high at the top, Zoe LA really kind of, you know, embodying the attractiveness of general people in this region. You're a beautiful looking, and it's beautiful to be around beautiful people. But the best part is the beautiful king of the universe is here in this room. More Jesus. 
more joy. Smile. This is really good news. Joy is restored in his presence. Number two, joy is restored with perspective. That's the reason the Bible says in the book of James that we can consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. Can you see what's happening? How you consider something, how you perceive something, how you face something will make a massive difference in how much joy you experience. You can actually get pure, unadulterated, unfiltered, organic joy, lightness, strength, and confidence if you see things and view things through the right lens. Specifically, I want to challenge you to smash the lens of grumbling through which so much of society looks and fix over your heart and fix over your soul and fix over your mind a spirit of gratitude. That's one of the things I love most about Zoe Church. You take time every single week to, to be grateful, to take time to thank God for things. It's basic manners, but it's also an absolute life hack on how to see the grace of God flow into you and through you consistently. Gratitude makes all the difference, but way too many people are grumbling. I've noticed it over the last, have you noticed it? Hanging out with your friendship groups? Like just, you know, you can be hanging out and then like, you know, conversation goes a little quiet, but then someone brings something up to be negative about, then all of a sudden, conversation starts to flow because it's so easy to grumble about things in this day and age. If you allow grumbling to take hold of your soul, whatever joy was on the table will be left there every single day. Let me show you this scientifically, okay? Because I'm like, you know, I have a scientific background, so I'm going to show you scientifically the power of gratitude over grumbling, okay? My sample for this study will be the last three hours of your life. Let's think about the last three hours of your life, okay? So here you are, looking at life through the lens of grumbling. You woke up this morning, didn't sleep good last night. Man, I thought it'd be a good idea to find a cool little apartment out here in West Hollywood, but man, West Hollywood be loud and loud in these streets. I didn't sleep good. You know what? Didn't sleep good last night. I got a bad back. Man, I'm getting to that age where I'm waking up with injuries that I didn't go to sleep with. <laughs> and it's Sunday, I gotta go to church. I hate oh man, it's, it's my one day off and I gotta go to church. And I don't want to go to church, but sure enough, if this is the one week that I miss, this will be the week that Jesus comes back, so I gotta go to church. <laughs> First, I got to have some breakfast because some marketing dude somewhere decided it was the most important meal of the day. So I'm out here trying to get me some breakfast. I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to treat myself. I got one more cup of my fancy Air One bougie granola, and I'm going to have some bougie granola, and I'm going to have me some oat milk, some creamy, creamy oat milk goodness. I open up my fridge, and lo and behold, someone drunk all the oat milk. What is this almond milk stuff? Is this 2013 again? Like, why are we drinking almond milk out here? So I've got my breakfast in my belly, and now I'm driving to church. Traffic everywhere. Oh, my, I miss those 2020 days, you know what I'm saying? When there was no one on the roads, everyone be out here on the roads, and this is just too busy, it's too crazy, it's way too pressured, and now I get to church. And as if my day couldn't get worse, there's someone at the front holding a sign welcoming me. They got a smile on my face, on their face. I don't trust people that I don't know with a sign smiling at me. And I'm going to come into church, and as if my day couldn't get worse, someone's sitting in my seat. Don't they know that's my seat? 
I was one of the first people at this church. I've been here. I mean, I'm a day one individual, and I'm, this is my seat. Someone's sitting in my seat, and now we're singing songs. I don't like these songs. You know why? Because they're not theologically correct. I think all of the songs that we sing should come straight from the book of Psalms. I don't read the book of Psalms, but they should come from the book of Psalms. Then I've got a random Asian guy here who obviously neglects his squat, and I don't like him because I don't like his energy, man. He's... Can you feel the joy leave the room? Way too many of you are living your every day. Come on, let's be real. Through that lens. And that's the reason joy is fleeting. But let's say you flip it scientifically. Come on, the last three hours of your life, live a little differently. And it's lived through the lens of gratitude. And you wake up this morning and you go on, wow, I didn't sleep great last night. It was really noisy, but praise God, there are people in this world that need Jesus so bad, and I'm a light for this world. And I'm hanging out here, and it's, oh, man, that, my back, ooh, didn't, that, that, I didn't sleep good last night. But that's all good. A bad back in the morning just reminds me I didn't die in my sleep. And I get to go to church today, and praise God, I live in a country. It ain't perfect, but I'm free to go to a church and worship Jesus. There's no threat of persecution. I can lift my voice and stamp my feet and clap my hands. And if I go to Zoe LA, I'm going to be told to clap my hands at least 72 times. And this is my right. So praise God. And I'm coming. But first, I need some breakfast. So I'm going to get some breakfast. And I'm getting my last bowl of bougie granola. And here I am. And the, all the oat milk is gone. The creamy goodness is all gone. But you know what? I've got almond milk. Praise God for almond milk. Someone somewhere sometime found where the udders are on those almonds and milk those little things. And now I've got almond milk. And I'm dry to church and there's traffic everywhere praise God for traffic traffic just reminds me that the world is getting back to normal and I get to church and someone's out the front smiling at me holding a sign did people get up early this morning to get here before me to make me feel welcome wow how cool is that and I roll into the building and someone be sitting in my seat praise God someone's sitting in my seat that means someone who doesn't usually come along to Zoe came along with this, this week to church and sat in my seat because everyone who's usually here knows that's my seat. And now we're singing these songs and it's amazing and it's beautiful. And, and, and our own church wrote most of these songs. And that is so breathtaking. And there's an Asian guy now I've never heard of. I've never met him before. He sounds funny. I don't know what he's talking about, but I like his energy, man. I like his energy. Can you feel the difference? Do that instead of fighting. Do that before you post. Do that before you complain. Do that every single day. Be grateful at every single level. And I promise you, you will never be lacking that inner strength, confidence, and joy. Can someone say a good amen to that? Joy comes from the person who is Jesus. It comes from perspective, and it also comes from persevering. One of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible is found in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Can I just remind you that we serve the God of hope? He's not the God of vengeance. He's not the God of anger. He's not the God of you made your bed, now you need to lie in it, bless you. He's not the God of nonchalance or apathy. He's the God of hope. 
He's the God of you got breath in your lungs and God is still smiling in your direction and you're going to get through this dark night. He's the God of even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am especially there in that moment. He's the God of, come on, he can turn all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He's the God of hope and he can fill you with all joy. Everyone say all joy. Say all joy like an Australian, all joy. Say all joy like an American, all joy. Say all joy like my dad, all joy. Torture languages was a little bit racist, very, very touchy here in LA right now. But all kinds of joy, overflowing joy, unadulterated joy, more than you need joy. Powerful joy, help you joy, keep you afloat joy. Like restore your mental joy, you know what I'm saying? It comes, but here's the catch. It's as you trust in him. Can you see the exchange going on? You trust in God, you stick with God, you don't run from God, you run to God and he fills you with more joy. Side note, if you keep on reading in that passage, it says, so you may overflow with peace, overflow with joy by the power of the Holy Spirit to everyone around you. If there's someone in this room right now who loves Jesus and follows Jesus, right now, we need to be not only experiences of joy, but carriers of joy like never before. In fact, I would say here is our opportunity to present the gospel in a compelling way. In a world that is dry, to show the water of the Holy Spirit flowing through us. In a world that is angry and fearful, to be confident and joyful is the ultimate apologetic. But I've needed it. I've needed a restoration of joy. I know for me coming into 2023, I was like, hey, I can't do another year like 22. For a pastor, 2020 was crazy. We're going to get the keyboardist up here. Is that cool? I need some minor keys, but you know what I'm saying? Like nothing too bright. Like kind of like just like emotive keys. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I like E minor personally. E minor is, <laughs> I don't even know. I just, <laughs> you know, yeah. there you go. Um. I came into this year going, man, I'm running low. And uh, kind of it's always been my thing. I've always been like the joyful person. Even in our marriage, I was always the glass half full person, like really quick. Like my wife is the organized, smart one that makes sure that we don't die. And I'm the one who like, hey, babe, we're going to get through it. I came into this year going, I don't know if I can get through this. Because I usually take December off every single year. Just to rest and to restore. I Sabbath every December. I came to the end of my Sabbath time feeling as exhausted as I entered into my Sabbath time. Because the last couple of years have been really tough on all of us. We haven't been through uncertainty like we have experienced together over these last couple of years. We haven't seen so much fragmentation in society and cracks in culture like we've seen in this last stretch of the journey. 
And as a pastor, it's been really difficult because we are just bad at everything right now. Because you try to love somebody and so that's interpreted as hate for someone else and so you try to listen to somebody and now people think that we don't want to listen to them. It's like being crazy. And so I pastor this church. We've got 14 campuses around the state of South Carolina. I'm obviously not from the South, but I'm trying my hardest to display kingdom culture. And it's been so heartbreaking to see the power of other things that aren't kingdom culture push and rage against what Jesus has begun. So this ministry thing kind of has me a little discouraged. Then you kind of add to that, you know, waves of COVID. You know what I'm saying? We've got Alpha, Beta, and Charlie, Delta's in there, Echo, Foxtrot, it's all coming through. And not like cool, like young people, teenage COVID, like kind of, I just felt tired, I just went to sleep, felt great in the morning. I'm talking about like old man, pick a plot for me to be buried kind of COVID. I got it three times and I don't have the energy like I used to have. It's going to come back. It's all good. I had a B12 shot, but I'm telling you, like, I'm, it's, it's like I'm feeling just, I wasn't feeling right. And then you add to that, I haven't seen my mother and father who I'm incredibly close with since 2019. In fact, one of the agreements for our family to move to the States in 2017 with the people who were bringing us out was that we would go on a trip every year back to Australia. And we did it in 17, 18, 19. And then obviously 2020 happened. And then when everything kind of opened up again at the end of like 20, Australia closed the doors in 21 and 22. Specifically, the city that I'm from, Melbourne, had the longest lockdown anywhere in the world, 360 days altogether. My mother and father had to stay in their house. They could leave the house for one hour a day. They had to stay within three miles of their house. They're police patrolling. And so I'm trying to keep my parents' spirits up. So I'm calling them every day. I'm on FaceTime. I'm trying to be like happy and funny and joyful. But every day I would see my dad getting angrier and angrier. And then my mother getting grayer and grayer. And it did something to me. It got my eyes focused in on all the brokenness and disappointment in the earth. And I came into this year going, I can't do another year like I've done. So it's January 2023. I'm trying to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because I'm 47 now. I go three times a night. And on one of my trips, I can't remember which one, I get halfway to the bathroom and I just sit down in a dark room on the carpet. And I just begin to cry. I can't do this. Half of it is sobbing. Half of it is praying. I just can't do this. And my beautiful wife of 25 years she just quietly gets out of bed and comes and sits next to me on the carpet and she holds my hand. And Romans 15 verse 13 came to mind. May the God of hope fill me again with all joy and peace. So all we did is we held hands with whatever energy I had. I held it in the air and I said, you are the God of joy, peace and hope. Keep a promise now. I'm just here to testify to you. It felt like an electrical shock hit my hand, flowed down my arm, and filled my heart. I felt this numerous times in my journey, but it happened this year in January. And I am a different person right now than I was in January 23. I can feel joy. There's a confidence. There's a bounce. You know what I'm saying? I've always been an energetic person. 
It's because my mother never breastfed me. She gave me Red Bull instead. But it's more than just energy. There's a spirit of it's going to be all right. Come on, there's a spirit of it's going to be okay. Come on, there's a spirit of we're going to get to the other side. And I just want that for my family here at Zoe too. I want you to feel the joy that comes from Jesus alone. He's come to restore your joy. Someone say a good amen to that. So as you wrap up our time, I just want to do two simple things. Number one, I want to give a chance to someone in the room to open up their heart to Jesus. That's all Christianity is. I'm so sorry if you've been fed a false narrative historically that Christianity is about rules and regulations and do's and do nots. Christianity is about just being one of those people who don't drink and they don't smoke, they don't cuss, they don't dance, partly because it's evil and partly because they can't. Like, kind of like... No, Christianity is simply recognizing that God in His total love gave His one and only Son to pay a price that we couldn't pay, to die a death that we deserved, to be buried in a tomb that we couldn't break out of, to live today and to knock on hearts. And that's the reason over the last 34 minutes, some of you all have been feeling like this weird, like, is that what it feels like that, like when God tries to get through to you? The answer is, yep. That's exactly what it feels like. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, here I am, I stand at your heart's door and knock. Why? Because love knocks. Him forcing his way in would be break and enter and he wants a relationship with you, not a forced religion. So now we have an opportunity to respond to that heart's knocking. Would you allow me to lead you in a prayer that I prayed when I was 17 years old, changed my life and still changes it to this day? So with everyone with their eyes closed and their hearts open, if you're saying, Dan, I've got some religion, but I want a relationship with Jesus. I want to feel Him. I want to know Him. I want to follow Him. If that's you, would you allow me to lead you in a prayer? So with every eye closed and every heart open, if you're saying, I want to make Jesus my Lord and my Savior and my King, when I count to three, lift your hands. Are you ready? One, two, three. Just lift your hands where you are. Hands lifted everywhere. Keep them lifted. Keep them lifted and pray this prayer after me out loud. In fact, we'll pray it all together. Dear Jesus, I open up my heart to you. Fill me with your Spirit. I turn your way. Now help me to live for your glory. Amen. Can you put your hands together for all the people who lifted theirs? Wow. So cool. In a couple of moments' time, if you're watching online or um, you're in a chat somewhere, someone's going to try to connect with you. If you're watching from our broadcast campus, someone's going to be up there in a few moments' time in this room. I'm going to pop a couple of breath mints and I'm going to be hanging around the front and if you lift your hand, I want to give you the biggest hug. I want to give you a high five. You know, whatever cash I've got, I want to give it to you. I just want to connect with you. We're so pumped about your jump, but we're committed to your journey. We really are. And I'd love to be able to help you with your next step. If you don't want to come and talk to me because I physically intimidate you because I look like Jackie Chan on steroids, I get it. Talk to Nate. He's a much more approachable and cuddly looking character. 
are messing around. For the rest of us, with every eye open and every head raised and everyone looking around in a judgmental manner. Now I do that seriously because the Bible says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And there's nothing as humbling as admitting something with people watching. So all I want is for you to walk away with an activated promise. I want grace to flow in your direction, filling your life, changing your days. So if you're saying, hey, Dan, that word was for me. I came here today and I know I need my joy restored. Would you allow a brother to knit faith with you? So with every eye open, every head raised, and everyone looking around, if that's you, you need your joy restored, just lift your hand high in the sky right now. See, you're not alone. Keep your hands lifted. Lord Jesus, you hear our hearts and you see the humility in this room. So promise maker, keep your promise. Give grace to my friends and help them by your spirit. Walk and love and learn and grow and do life with joy. We trust you in Jesus' name.